Well, thank you for turning up tonight. Um, I'm presuming that uh, the people that are here either don't care about the game later on, and maybe didn't even know there was a game, uh, or you knew a game and we're going to quickly race home afterwards, uh, like, like me. Um, that's cool, but I, I do thank you for coming out, and I, I do believe that Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today. He's put a word on my heart, and uh, I never take that lightly, um, and uh, I don't discount that, but I know that you're here, and he wants to speak to you, so... Um, before I start, I'm going to pray. I know I just prayed on stage, but I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you would come and speak. Lord God, I know my words are going to come out, but I just ask that you would speak your truth, you would speak your wisdom, you would speak, uh, you would speak directly into our hearts, Lord God, and change our thoughts, change our thinking, Lord God, to think differently tonight, Lord God. As we go home, let us be different, and let us continue to be different, Lord God, as we continue to push in and rest in you. We lean on you tonight, Lord God, leaning close to your chest, Lord God, let us hear your heart beating, Lord Jesus, tonight as it will. Lord, we love you tonight, Lord, in your name. Amen. Well, we've had a theme uh, this year, uh, a king and a cause. And uh, I think we've had enough sermons already to know who the king is that we're talking about. It's King Jesus. Yeah. So he's our king. Now we're talking about the cause as well. And uh, I love this. I don't know whether you can feel it, but I think the cause of Christ is calling us. Yeah, I hope you can feel that, the stirring inside to do what God would want us to do, what Christ would want us to do, to tell people about him and the good news of him. He is calling us to his cause. I can feel that and I hope you can as well. His cause is to make disciples. Not just to, not just to get people to accept Jesus or whatever, but no, to make disciples, followers of him, passionate believers of him. I love Pastor Carol's word this morning, and she just talked about our, uh, our mission statement as a church. We exist to turn non-believers into totally committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I like the, the cheekiness of what she said was sometimes we're turning Christians into totally committed followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but we're here, we exist as a church to turn non-Christians, people who don't even know Christ, into committed followers of him, disciples that is. I hope you're a disciple tonight. And I hope you're feeling stirred to make other disciples. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It's going to come up on the screen. Jesus came and told his disciples, that's us, right? Yeah? All right. I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I like that. All three parts of the Trinity there. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, that I am with you always even to the end of the age. I have that last sentence. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love it. So Christ is with us, yeah? That's his objective. His objective is that we would turn people to be following him uh, and, and to be passionate believers and followers of him. 2 Peter 3.9. It's going to come up. I hope, yeah, okay. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. That's about him coming back. As some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I love that. So this can stir me on now because I understand what God wants. He wants no one to go to hell. He wants no one to, be, to perish, but he wants everyone to come to repentance, turn and come to him. I don't know how that makes you feel. That stirs me. Okay, if I know what God wants, I know what God wants of me to make disciples, then that's good. I wonder why we don't do it sometimes. I wonder why we, we almost get scared off sometimes 
to do that. I'm just talking about myself. I'm sure that's not you. You see, we have a real enemy that has a real plan as well and a real objective, and that's to trip us up, take us out, because we, at the moment we know the truth, right? If we're a disciple, we know the truth. But he doesn't want others to come to the truth of him as well. And uh, we know that in John 10.10, 10, it says, Jesus is speaking here, that the thief has come to kill, steal and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life abundant. That was in my head. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Okay, that's us, right? We have the rich, satisfying life. That's what Jesus came to do. But we have a real enemy that wants to trip us up, take us out, make us not do the objective that God would call us to do. Um, everyone's really quiet. I hope you're okay. Yeah, all right. Okay, cool. All right. Because he wants to rip you off in your family. He wants to rip you off in your marriage. He wants to rip you off in your job. He wants to steal and take things from you so that you won't do what he's calling you to do. You'll be preoccupied. You'll be scared off. You'll be worried. You know, um, while we were this, it seems random, but while we were praising and worshipping, uh, I was just reminded of uh, a scene in, um, in uh, Rambo 1, right? So I'm sure that looking at this crowd, probably no one's seen it, right? But that's okay. But in, in Rambo, he's a returned Vietnam veteran and uh, he, he loses it a little bit, okay? I'm not telling you to go out and watch it, but there's a scene and he's got the, uh, the National Guard chasing him uh, up in the, in the hills, right? And he runs into an old mine and he's got an M16 machine gun and they're all shooting all over the place. They're, not, they're hitting trees, they're not even anywhere near him and he just steps out and goes across the... and they all hit the deck and they're all just behind these trees and they're all going, oh my gosh, he's shooting at us! He's shooting back! Yeah, and this is a trained guy who knows how to shoot. These guys are just shooting all over the place. And one guy goes, just stick your head up and see where he is. And he goes, mate, I do this part-time. <laughs> and he's, you know, I've got to go back to the, the shop later on, you know. And so, but sometimes we're almost like that. We think we're chasing the enemy and then suddenly he shoots at us. What? Man, I'm doing this part-time, man. I'm an electrician. Man, I'm not supposed to be doing this other thing. And it, it scares us off. And we just lay there and I hope he goes away soon. Yeah. Mm. It is scary if you don't think, feel equipped, you don't feel ready, you don't feel empowered. Yeah. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. I love what Jesus said. He, he talks in, in Acts um, 1.8. And it's going to come up on the screen. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I love it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's great for us to know Jesus. And I love how he said he was going to be with us always. This is how God's with us always, the Holy Spirit on us. And I want to say, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, it's going to be very scary. In a world that's, that uh, is dark, a, 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 a kingdom of darkness, it's going to be scary to face that without the Holy Spirit on you. You know, for me, um, I've been at this church for uh, 35 years, I'm about to turn 50. Yeah? So uh, I remember coming here uh, and I, I grew up going to church, but I didn't know the Holy Spirit. Uh, I had a lot of head knowledge. Uh, I, I could even, I had lots of uh, Bible verses on you because you used to get lollies if you could remember them. Uh, you know, at Christian Endeavour, which was part of the church, at Baptist Church. And uh, I knew lots about the Bible. I, I'd read the Bible multiple times um, as an early teenager, but I didn't know the Holy Spirit. And I got to high school, and guess what? I wasn't sharing my faith 
It's different. You know, when I was at, before that, primary school, I'd tell people I went to church and I love Jesus, but get to high school and, uh, you know, Kings of High Man, that's like a jail there. And uh, <laughs> is it true? Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, and, you know, there's, I went from a tiny little school to selling there's 300 kids in my year. Man, I'm going to tell you, it was a little bit scary to share my faith. And I kind of lost my faith a little bit. Went to church every Sunday, still remembered Bible verses, but I wasn't really being God's witness there. And I remember coming here as a 15-year-old in this auditorium. It looked very different. There was no chairs like that. It was just flat floor. But I remember one of the services and, and you know, I, I kind of came here because there was no girls at our youth, just being honest. And uh, a few of us guys grew up together and there was this, all these families of guys. But I thought, oh, we knew some other people here. So we came here and there was girls here. Great. So we came for that sort of reason. Not, not in a bad way necessarily, but yeah. Okay. And, uh, but I remember one of the services, the youth pastors said, if you've never been filled in the Holy Spirit, if you've never experienced the touch of God, I want you to come forward. And it wasn't an appeal about becoming a Christian. It was about the Holy Spirit. And I remember saying to my mate, uh, hey, do you want to go out? And I was sort of standing roughly where Noah is right there. And, uh, and I said, do you want to go out the front? And he goes, nah. And I said, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. And then about a minute later, he goes, hey, let's go out the front. I'm like, okay, cool. And we come out and I stand about here. And there's a few of us. It was actually right about where that stage is because the stage was different. It's about there. And I got prayed for the Holy Spirit. I never experienced God like that before. The touch of God, I, I sensed it. You know, and, and I didn't do anything freaky. I didn't fall over and I didn't speak in tongues like my mate did. I just sort of stood there. But I actually thought someone's got their hands on my shoulders. And I, I remember I turned around. No, there's no one there. Okay. And I could feel it was like God was touching me. Wow. It's like it was just yesterday, 35 years ago. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I want to tell you, I went back to school different. I was telling people all about Christ, telling people what God had done in my life and whatever. And I want to tell you, that was really good. And then later that year, my dad died. that I had the Holy Spirit on my life that day. And I realised that it was part of God's plan because He knew that my dad was going to die. And I don't know what would have happened to me. Maybe I would have gone completely off the rails. But I didn't because I felt God and I knew He was real. It changed my life. And I became His witness everywhere I went. I was telling people, I didn't care whether I just told people all about what was God, God was doing in my life and whatever. And I fell in love with Him that day. Yeah, um, in Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, it says, uh, Paul writing this, it says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Wow, that can be a bit scary. So therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will stand. You'll be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from good, the good news so that you'll be fully prepared 
in addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And okay, I don't know, I was going to just get them. put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I love that last bit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What's our cause? That everyone everywhere would know the, know the gospel, the good news. I love how I was talking about putting my armour on. You know, um, this is something that, that I wish I could tell you to do every day, but I do it a lot because I realise that there's a real enemy who wants to trip me up and take me out and stop me. He doesn't want me to have those key conversations with those people at work. He doesn't want me to have key conversations where he can speak into people's lives with my family. He doesn't want that to happen. You know, if, um, I realise some people are going to turn around, but if, if Noah here, right, um, say, uh, this, I'm going to tell you about what I, I feel about the Holy Spirit for myself, right? Now, here's Noah. I'm just randomly picking him out of the, the service. All right, but um, could you imagine if me, Stuart, man, right, human being, I hung out with Noah every second of the day. It would be a little bit weird if you woke up and I'm standing there. It would be. But let's, let's hypothetically think this through. Right? So there you are. And uh, you wake up. Hey, Noah, me again. Let's go get some breakfast. We're having breakfast. We're having a chat. We're talking. Yeah, and you're getting yourself ready for work. Hey, man, I'm in the car with you too. Hanging out. We're hanging out the whole day. Do you reckon that your life would be a little bit different? Yeah, physically me. Yeah, you'd probably make some different decisions maybe. Maybe there's a few things that you might get involved in, but you wouldn't because, man, Stu's there, you know, because there's another person there. Isn't it not like the Holy Spirit? That if we actually think about it, the Holy Spirit is with me from the very second I wake up. But we, we choose sometimes to not acknowledge that he's there. I'm not having, having a go. I'm just saying, even for myself, I get to work and I wonder why things are going terrible. I'm like, hang on, I need to get back to the car. I need to actually say, Holy Spirit, let me feel you because something needs to be different here. I'm, I know I'm being attacked. And it's not in a bad way because if I was, if, if we think that through, we think, oh, the Holy Spirit is going to convict me all day long and it's going to be terrible. But he's not. He's championing you all day young. You don't need to say that. What that person just said is not true. Man, you're different than that. I'm calling you the big things. Man, come on. You're a peace bringer. Is that all right? Spirit's talking to you like that. He's encouraging you. He's he's championing you. He's pushing you deeper into Him. And I want to challenge you. When you wake up tomorrow morning, or when Tuesday, whatever, I want you to sit on the side of your bed and I want you to go, Holy Spirit, let me feel you. Let me know that touch. Empower me today because I know I've got to face some things today that I need you. And you just wait there until you sense him and you know that he's on you. And I promise you, everything will be different for the day because you've sensed it and he's with you. And then put on the armour of God. If you're driving the car or when you're getting dressed, say, I want to put the belt of truth on here. And you pull your pants up and even if you don't have a belt, go, I know that there's all truth in you, Jesus. I can trust you. Thank you for that. I, I can rely on you. That things are good, Yeah. I put on my shoes. I'm going to be a peace bringer today. It's a peace of the gospel. I want to come into situations at my work that I'm the person who brings in peace. 
not makes the situation worse, but I bring peace into this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's coming out of me as I come there. I, I, I take the, the breastplate of righteousness. I don't have to worry about um, things here. My vital organs are covered by a breastplate of righteousness. I've made right in God. I grab the shield of faith that says it's going to stop the fiery arrows of the enemy. Then he's going to throw stuff at me. He's going to shoot back. But in my faith, I know that Christ has already conquered him. That anything that devil can throw at me is a lie. And I stand in faith of that and I can get out of the trench and I can take it. Yeah? And the helmet of salvation. I don't have to worry about whether I'm saved. I am saved. And I put that on and that's going to change my thinking. Because my thinking is covered by a helmet. Yeah? The helmet of salvation. And pick up the sword of the Spirit. And I know that you can throw your shield at someone or headbutt them with your helmet. But your sword is the thing you're going to attack with. What I love about this passage is it doesn't say anything about protecting your back. So it means he's not calling me to turn and run. He's not calling me to kick, cower and turn. He's calling me forward. And yes, it's good to know some of the Word. If you don't know the Word, then get to know it. Get someone, fight alongside someone. Have someone who's going to stand with you. Someone that's going to teach you. And that's discipleship, which is what we started with. I want to be a good disciple. I should know my instruments. I should know my kit that I'm wearing. I should know how to put my armour on. But I promise you, your life will be different if you put the armour of God on and you allow the Holy Spirit to come every day over you. Can I pray that over us tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, we, we come to you right now. And Holy Spirit, I just ask, Lord, that if we're here tonight and we know you already. We just ask that you would come and you would rest on us right now, Lord God. Let us know that you're here and you're real. And anyone that doesn't know you tonight, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come and you would impress your presence on them. Let them know how real you are, Holy Spirit. We just ask that they would feel empowered by you tonight, empowered to make a difference, Lord Jesus. Let us have a new fresh stirring of your calling that you don't want anyone to perish, Lord, but you want everyone to come to repentance. Stir my heart about that, Lord God. Let me think differently. Let me think uh, um, differently when I speak to people, Lord God, and I'll ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would orchestrate conversations that you want to have with people, Lord, that you allow us to be part of. Lord, stir us to, to, to trust you, to, to trust you to go into conversations, Lord, that we wouldn't have before because we would have been too scared or, or not to know. But, we, but you empower us, so be your witness, Lord Jesus. Let your peace come into every area of our touch. And Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, Lord God. Amen.